Hello and welcome. In our sixth and final episode of the second season of This Is Europe, we'll be hearing from Interreg projects leading the push toward green mobility and making our towns and cities more livable 21st century spaces. Transport accounts for a quarter of the EU's total greenhouse gas emissions and is only set to rise further. Much of this is down to private car use, but as the pandemic locked down cities globally, cars became an unusually rare sight in our urban areas for the first time in decades. Since Thursday morning, most shops in Rome have been shut. It's left the Italian capital looking like a ghost town. The European Green Deal has committed the continent to cutting greenhouse gas emissions by 90% by 2050. Making private cars a less common sight is a key part of the plan. So how can we best change our everyday travel habits to help achieve this goal? For Dr Philip Rode, Executive Director at the London School of Economic Cities, how we act coming out of the COVID-19 crisis is critical. What we are seeing at the moment is that our assumptions and also our routines around urban mobility and the way we travel in our cities has really been uh, shaken up. And that is, of course, a major opportunity, particularly in the short term, to make areas that are very carbon intense, very car oriented, to make them acknowledge the climate emergency. And if we don't get it right, literally over the next few years, this will have very, very long consequences. And it will be very difficult once we reestablish routines to then on time decarbonize and uh, ultimately ensure that we are transitioning towards a much more sustainable way of living and working in our cities. While we may instinctively think of Europe's major cities when picturing the continent's pollution hotspots, Philip thinks that moving away from private car use is perhaps even more important in the areas surrounding our largest urban centres. It's really important to not just think about the very large metropolitan regions and their cores, Paris, Berlin, Milan, Rome, Barcelona, but to think about where most people live. And most people live in smaller urban areas, Uh, medium-sized cities, and to then build on and rebuild some of these original advantages these uh, areas and cities had with very strong local cores. And for example, invest quite a bit in the immediate vicinity of these urban cores, if not even within those cores, and build those towns and cities from within themselves rather than extending the periphery. And it is the periphery of an Austrian city that is the focus of our first story and the work of its trailblazing local mayor. I'm Jacob, uh, Jacob Fry, and I'm the mayor of Hart by Graz, which is a small suburb city um, of the region Graz. We have about 5,000, 6,000 inhabitants and are constantly growing much faster than we can afford to grow, actually. Jakob says that Hart bei Graz faces the same problems as many small towns and suburbs, especially of cars taking over public spaces and polluting the area. We, we are, you know, we are the neighbor of the much larger city Graz and therefore we get a lot of traffic. Every day in the morning and evening workers are commuting in and out. And uh, although we have fairly good public transport, they typically use their own car. And mostly they have two cars or even three cars in the household. 
So space, parking space in the space on the streets is getting less and less. And um, we, of course, need multiple solutions, multiple alternatives. In his bid to find solutions to the congestion and traffic blighting his town, Jakob got in touch with Anna Reichenberger, a project manager at Peripheral Access, an interreg project building multimodal transport hubs across the region. So the baseline of the pilot project idea was the existing concept of multimodal mobility in the city of Graz, which was developed by the Holding Graz, the public transport operator in the city, and the respective city departments. And the concept carries the name TIM, which represents an abbreviation of the German words täglich intelligent mobil, so daily intelligent mobile. Offering a choice of bikes, park and ride, taxis, car sharing and public transport, peripheral accesses TIM hubs make it much easier for locals to get about without using their own car. And now it's also turned into a much larger effort. We are uh, helping 52 municipalities in the region that many more municipalities struggle with the, with the similar issues. And this is also why from the beginning on of this rollout process of TIM from the city to the surrounding area, that we wanted to create not only one hub, but many, many more, so that in the end, there's a dense network of, of offers is created. And that uh, the more people uh, who live or work in the catchment areas of each hub the more people can dispense with their own cars and use uh, sustainable alternatives. There is a common idea that transport can be poor in places outside of major cities. So an important part of the project was improving the links between different public transport providers. Multimodal mobility has become one of the biggest issues and focus in the mobility sector because digitalization and the trend towards flexibility enables a smart interlinking of many of these individual systems and offers. And the goal is to make especially public transport more attractive as a backbone through these coordinated supplements. Multimodal mobility is an important approach to, to offer many different choices between different systems for the daily mobility and in order to get rid of an own, own car dependency or even a second car of a family which parks 90% in the, in the garage. Yeah. Jakob says that this push is part of a broader effort to try to change how his citizens think about how they get around in general. To help make these changes, the project made many of the transport offers at the Tim Hubs free for an initial period. One of the main goals in changing the habit of people is to give them the opportunity to get rid of their old beliefs of how difficult and how time-consuming alternative transport systems are. So they get, not only for one week, they get for a full month, they get a free e-car sharing for some hours, I think 30 hours altogether e-bike they can use for one month for free and they get a whole month public transport ticket also for free so we just want to show them how easy it could be and especially those people 
who are starting to think of changing their own habit, who are starting to think about leaving their car at home. These, these people we want to reach, to try it out and to convince themselves that this is a way, a new way for them to solve their, their transport problems. As a result of these efforts, many local families have sold at least one of their cars and instead now use the TIM multimodal hubs on a daily basis. And the, the, one, the most wonderful thing is if you listen to them and you, you, you see them, how, how they are smiling and how they love it to tell us what a great feeling it is to not have an own car anymore. And this is what we should also offer or give the opportunity to other people to also have the same feeling. And that's what we're trying with Energie Spapi. Given the success of the TIM Mobility Hubs, Anna and Jakob are continuing the work of peripheral access, even though the Interreg project itself has now finished. Anna says that the more TIM hubs there are, the easier it will be to expand the network further. Many more municipalities also were interested. And so by now, there are 10 more regional TIM nodes implemented over the whole region. So really from a 2,000 inhabitants municipality to 12,000. And this is the very good perspective of the interconnection of, of all the, the projects that we have um, yeah, suited to each municipality uh, needs of in infrastructure. We have, have the know-how and especially with the help of the pilot in, in Hart by Graz, we gained this know-how. So maybe this is really a good concept to roll it out further, also maybe beyond Austria. Despite these grand plans though, Jakob is convinced that more funding is needed to encourage people to ditch their own cars for other, more sustainable ways of traveling. If there was one wish I would have, uh, it would be that any family who really sells their car, they should get some special funding uh, for at least one year to make it easier. Because um, there are more and more people thinking about and waiting for the opportunity to change. But somehow they can't, they don't manage. Somehow there's always something which is standing in the way and preventing them of changing their own habit. And so it's on our side to offer them the easiest way possible to try it out and to really get convinced, okay, this is working for me too. And on the point of changing people's traveling habits, Dr. Philip Rode says the pandemic presents a unique opportunity. Political leadership has realized that uh, in extreme situations, uh, populations are willing to embrace uh, radical behavior change. The second thing to say is that many people as part of uh, that uh, experience uh, have also experimented with doing things in new ways and not all was just bad. There were many people walking much more than ever before and of course also getting on their bicycles. And if then the political decisions, the right uh, political decisions are made, we will see um, that uh, this, this can really nurture a more fundamental long-term shift. For all the challenges involved in making these long-term shifts, Jakob is nonetheless encouraged about the direction of travel. We're really on, a, on, on, on the right way. Still not enough, still a long way to go. Um, but I'm really convinced that there are a lot of people out there who would love 
change and who are really just waiting for the opportunity for the day where it fits, where everything fits. <laughs> but there are still some to be convinced, but every day there's one more. This is Europe, the podcast from the Interreg team, telling the stories of cooperation across borders and within communities. And good luck to Jakob and Anna as they spread the network of the TIM multimodal hubs across Austria and perhaps beyond. For our next project, we're heading north, across the German border to Bremen, a city which is also struggling to cope with the ubiquity of private cars clogging up streets and polluting the local air. But instead of using multimodal hubs, the city is working with Interreg on a very particular transport offering. As you walk around the north German city of Bremen, echoes of its past as a major maritime hub of the Hanseatic League are everywhere, from the opulent facade of the town hall to the imposing Bremen Roland statue, celebrating liberty and freedom of trade. But walk a little further and you will find some much more recent examples of Bremen's forward-thinking ethos, car-sharing hubs called Mobile Punkt. So I've just arrived at a Mobilpunkt um, that was funded by the Schernroth project in the Findorf neighbourhood. And this Mobilpunkt features three car share vehicles. Um, one of them is electric. This is Rebecca Karbalmer, a sustainable mobility expert working with the city of Bremen. So I've just locked my bike there and I'm approaching the video, um, I'm approaching the car that I booked and holding my membership card up to the windscreen, which unlocks the car. Click. There it goes. The mobile punked hubs are everywhere in Bremen. Cars are easily bookable on your smartphone, in the style of any modern ride-hailing app, except that you drive yourself. Now when the car is open, there's um, a keypad in the glove box, and now I put in my pin. And it releases the key to the car. And I'm almost ready to go. Because this is an EV, I have to remember to unplug it before I go. Bremen has had mobile punked car sharing hubs for several years. But as Rebecca says, the city has struggled to attract more than a few locals to the hubs. When we came together as a project, um, or rather when we from the project idea, um, we saw that there is, was and still is such a lack of knowledge about shared mobility, what shared mobility is, what shared mobility can do. This is where Interreg comes in. It has partnered with the city of Bremen to form the Share North project. Share North is helping to raise the profile of Mobile Punkt by speaking directly with locals, tailoring the offering to their needs and funding more car sharing hubs. Rebecca is now the project's coordinator. The personal automobile has become such a part of life in our society and it's something that so many people still strive toward toward owning. We have gotten so so used to it that we also don't question the amount of space that automobiles take in our cities, the amount of 
money and, and subsidies that the personal automobile receives from the government because we're almost blind to, to the personal automobile. We don't, we don't see it. Parking on, on pedestrian areas and pavement and illegal parking on both sides of one-way streets, for example, has been tolerated here in Bremen for the last 60 years. So in the Share North project, we are, are working on opening eyes <laughs> Um, obviously in, in minds to to a different kind of, of mobility and in a different use. One way in which the project has opened many locals' eyes is through appealing to their wallets. By showing car owners the hidden expense of owning a car instead of simply hiring one, they have caught many citizens' attention. You know, owning um, sort of a medium family-sized vehicle can cost you anywhere, you know, from 350 to 500 euros a month. However, but because those costs are wrapped up in depreciation, taxes, insurances, you know, repair costs, those things are, are often invisible. People tend to only calculate um, fuel costs, but they don't think that owning their own car costs them 100% of the time, um, even if they, on average, only use it for one hour a day. You know, if it's parked in front of your house, you're paying for it, whether you're using it or not. Within the first few weeks of launching the car cost calculator, some 30,000 people had used it to discover just what their car was costing them. The car cost calculator is part of a project that Angelo Moylemann, manager at Share North partner Empact in Belgium, works on. There's a general rule. Um, I think if you don't need a car for commuting, then car sharing is almost always better than or cheaper than uh, owning a car. One of Angelo's focuses within Share North is on the psychology around car ownership. He says that the stylish branding of the model punked hubs was crucial to the project gaining traction with locals. But more than that, Angelo says there was another piece of Share North marketing that brought the benefits of car sharing to life in a fun, accessible way. With shared mobility, Udo is always flexible. Udo, use it. Don't own it. Udo. A very good campaign again from the city of Bremen from Udo. Udo shares uh, lieber. Udo means use it, don't own it, and it's really a positive campaign, not against the car, but just a positive uh, choice of uh, sharing cars instead of owning car cars. And this is also uh, used in other regions. Also, this campaign, um, and I think this mindset already in many cities is changing. In many cities, people. They don't see a car anymore as a status or a car as uh, something necessary, even in some areas, even more as a hassle. Um, and this mindset, okay, we, we are yeah, we are making profit of this mindset already in urban environments, but we see that the same thing slowly is happening in more rural areas. And as Rebecca says, the results of the Share North project so far have been staggering. In May um, 2021, we celebrated um, 20,000 car sharing users in Bremen and 6,500 cars removed from the street. So that's, that's a line of parked cars that's more than 30 kilometers long. For Dr. Philip Road, projects like Share North are tapping into changing attitudes among urban citizens toward the privately owned car. The relationship between cities and cars is an incredibly difficult. And uh, we know from studies that if you drive with your conventional vehicle, you easily require at 50 kilometers an hour something like 160, 180 square meters per person. 
it's an enormous amount of space which you will be able to occupy. It's public space. It's not your private space. And if everyone did that, the city wouldn't be able to find itself to come together. And a lot of urbanism has been sort of reflecting over the last 50 years on this model of the car-oriented city and has actually come to the conclusion that you cannot bring the two together. And that's also by now actually broadly accepted by uh, the general population. Uh, no one would want to have a 100% car-oriented cities. Paris may be known as the city of light, but for many who live here, it's also the city of embouteillage or traffic jams. And Angelo highlights that his own region of Flanders in Belgium is taking the initiative in pivoting away from ubiquitous private car use. It was decided last summer, um, a budget from the Flemish uh, Ministry of Transport 104 million euros to create 1,000 mobility hubs um, before 2025. And this is support for the local municipalities. And the local municipalities, they got funding if they are using the same branding and if they become parts of the network. And I think this network is so important because the more mobile hubs you have, the more value you offer to the users. The city of Ghent alone now plans to have 25,000 car sharing users by 2025, following in the footsteps of Bremen. But despite what Share North has achieved, Rebecca says they have even bigger ambitions. Our minister in a recent press release um, stated that she wants to have 50,000 car share users by 2030 and 20,000 cars removed from the street by 2030. So we're upping our game significantly. You know, it's my, my vision for the future, maybe 10, 15 years uh, down the road, or maybe 20 to be a bit more um, realistic, is to have no private cars parked in the public streets. People who still need to own a car, um, you know, that those are located in, in neighborhood parking garages, and that the only cars and the only vehicles parked in the public realm are shared cars. And then if we think of a city with that, you know, one mobility hub per, per street, um, and that rest of the space is there for, for free use, for, um, for, you know, for playing, for, for benches, for urban gardening, um, that's, that's the kind of city that I would like to, to see and live in and, and work for in the future. This is Europe, the podcast from the Interreg team, telling the stories of cooperation across borders and within communities. Well, we wish Rebecca, Angelo and everyone involved with Share North and Peripheral Access a safe journey as they work toward making our cities, towns and villages more green, spacious and efficient places to live. Before we conclude our trip, though, a final word from Dr. Philip Rode about why the journey is so important. The value proposition of the city and why we are celebrating cities, why we still are fascinated by cities and in so many areas do want to be in cities live cities uh, and of course also visit cities. They offer something that is ultimately about human interaction and intensity, uh, not only being together in a building, but in public spaces, in streets, in parks. And that requires to make it also meaningful, uh, the right kind of spaces, environments. And once again, we're coming full circle, beautiful, well-designed public spaces, uh, cities, uh, central areas, also in our towns and cities, 
are possibly the best places where we want to engage with other people uh, and uh, where hopefully also the politics will enable this in the future. That's it for season two of This Is Europe. If you haven't heard the earlier episodes from this season, then you can catch up wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. I've been your host, Shahid Abari. The producer was Max Bauer. And from both of us, it's been thrilling to learn more about the important work of Interreg and inspiring to see cross-European partnerships flourish, even through these unprecedented times. Long may it continue to do so. For now, it's goodbye from us. This was a Tempo and Talker production for Interact. Thank you.